You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you will get 20% off your next order. It is Monday, December 7th, the year 2020. And it was oh so nice to watch the Buckeyes whip up on Sparty on Saturday. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. Lined up for today in segment number two, we'll talk about Justin Fields and some things that I believe he did Saturday that he can continue to do throughout the rest of the season. Segment three, your boys got a word for that team up north. But we begin today's show talking about the Buckeyes and their ability to refuse to let Sparty get into a rhythm. Saturday's game was long overdue. That was the style of play. That was the kind of game that myself, you, and other people around the country expected to see the Buckeyes play year, I mean, week after week after week. No matter if they're playing against Indiana, if they were playing against Maryland when that game got canceled, or if they're playing against Michigan State. That game, the way they played on Saturday, was a game that people expected the Buckeyes to have every single week of this year. You score over 50, the other team scores very little points, game over very quickly, Buckeyes win. That was the style, that was what was expected from the Buckeyes year after year after year. I mean, we, I don't keep saying year, week after week after week. And it is nice. It was enjoyable to watch them play in this manner. The way that they did it, the way that they were able to slow down and stifle any type of a momentum starter that Sparty had was impressive. Think about it. Michigan State did not convert on their first eight third down attempts. The first eight drives, they were three and out, I believe. There may have been a turnover mixed in there at some point. But I know the first time, the first eight third down conversions they were 0-4-8. It took until early in the second quarter, I believe it was about 10 minutes left, 11 minutes left in the third quarter, before they converted their very first third down. You don't have to look at the stats. You, can, you don't have to look at anything. The Buckeyes showed up on defense. With players missing, it did not matter who was on the field. The Buckeyes showed up on defense. Now, granted, you're going to have some youngsters get penalties. Ronnie Hickman got him a penalty. You're going to get some guys that don't normally play that will give up some big plays. They're, they're, they're not starters for a reason, and that was evident in Saturday's matchup. But when you have guys like a tough Borland who did not play, you have a toddler Friday who did not play, defensive guys on offense, you have guys like Therrett Mumford, Josh Myers, Nicholas petit Frayer. Josh Proctor, guys that are key pieces to this team, uh, offense and defense alike, it's very, very important to notice that with them not there, the Buckeyes did not miss a beat. Now, great, you go to the offensive line, you say the offensive line had some issues occasionally. Okay, well, you have three guys that don't start. I believe two guys made their first start of their career. Maybe all three guys, that escapes me right now. But you had three guys that... Uh, don't start. You had Harry Miller moving from his left guard position to his back to his original center position. And from there, it's more a lot more responsibility. 
So with everything that goes on with this game, you also had Ryan Day who was not there. Corey Dennis, quarterback coach, who wasn't there either. Co-defensive coordinator, Greg Madison, wasn't able to be there. And then also, uh, Matt... Matt Barnes, I don't know why I said Matt Dennison. Matt Barnes, special teams coach, wasn't able to be there either. You have key pieces in the coaching staff, key pieces of players that are on the starters on the offense, that are starters and contributors, key contributors on the defense. And the Buckeyes play showed up, showed out, and made a statement against Sparty. We knew going into this game it was going to be tough, a little tough for the Buckeyes. Nobody truly knew how tough. Nobody nobody knew until shortly before the game started what players were going to be inactive for Ohio State. So so knowing going into it, yeah, we're going to be shorthanded. Yeah, we're not going to have be with some coaches. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Knowing those things going into the game, and you watch how the game went forward. You saw when Rocky Lombardi went down uh, and he got knocked out for the game. You saw him play. He did not look like, well, not that he didn't look like, he could not get into a rhythm at all. Could not happen. Nada. Wasn't a thing that was that was that he was able to do. He goes out, Thorne comes in, but even then, the rhythm kind of picked up. But the Buckeyes defense made adjustments and made sure Sparty didn't get into enough of a rhythm that they were able to score quickly, rapidly, and make it a competitive game. Going into the matchup, everybody knew this was, the Buckeyes were the more talented team. Everybody knew Michigan State had issues all over the field. Knowing those things is one thing. But going into the game, playing the game, and being very, very dominant on the defensive side of the ball, regardless of who wasn't there and saying, hey, look, Hilliard, we need you to come in and start this week, baby. We need you to come in and play very well and do your thing. Let's keep going. Haskell Garrett, Tommy Togiai, the disruptors, they continue to show up and show out and Haskell Garrett right now is making, and Tommy Togiai, they're making themselves a lot of money. I was talking to my guy Jeff Hunt on Twitter, uh, I think Saturday or Sunday, I forget when we were talking, uh, just messaging a little bit. He does a show, I do a show, and he was saying uh, he was going to be nice, uh, he was going to be nice in his show, I believe it was yesterday, on the Twitter, on the Facebook I'm going to be nice on this show and not be overly critical. And he said he had a lot of nice things to say. I said, Jeff, I don't know which route I'm going to go. I I don't know if I'm going to be, oh, the Buckeyes did this wrong. The Buckeyes did that wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I got to be nice, guys. I mean, all year long, every single game, you can pick apart every little thing. And trust me, I can pick apart things here as well as far as what's going on, what was wrong, where the errors were, why the penalties hurt. Not just hurt just getting them, but the point in the game that they happened. Yeah, I can go all about that. But let's just take take a step back, relax a little bit on a Monday morning, and understand and just be very, very happy that with everything going on with the Buckeyes, that everything going on with the coaches, with the players, with the media, with everything going on with them, the Buckeyes took that trip to East Lansing, knew who they were going to be without, coaches and players, and said, hey, look, we need to make a statement. We need to make it now, regardless of who is on the who was on the field with us during the game. And that is exactly what they did on Saturday. And I expect it to be done this coming Saturday as well. Let's step away very quickly. When we come back, we will talk about Justin Fields and how he played in Saturday's matchup against Sparty. Do you ever feel like you're always on, what do you do 
when you need a moment to chill. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Well, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. Watching football is therapeutic to fans. It is uninterrupted me time and an excuse to chill and drink beer. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here. And the Locked On NBA Podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team division by division from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including us. Plus, waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from Rejecting the Screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get podcasts. When you have a player such as Justin Fields on your team, there are always going to be high expectations from him and when he's on the field. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. We saw what Justin Fields did last year. Even going before that, you saw the kind of caliber and the recruit that he was in high school and then committing to Penn State, decommitting to Penn, from Penn State, committing to Georgia, being at Georgia, transferring from Georgia to Ohio State. There are always high hopes and high expectations for a player that plays the way that Justin Fields does. Not just is he talented, but he knows how to utilize that talent on the field week after week after week. Well, this year for Justin Fields, myself, other people, probably even you yourself listening to this with you and your friends, or you may write articles about uh, football, Justin Fields, things like that. And you may have been someone very, very critical in regards to the feel of the play of Justin Fields. I say the feel because you could get the ebbs and flows of the game and the way that the game feels with Justin Fields. You're saying it doesn't feel like he's in the in the in his groove. It doesn't seem like he's playing very well. Early on, yeah, great. That's perfectly fine. I think it was 20 for 21 the first week of the season. Maybe it was 20 for 22. Uh a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, no INTs first few weeks, and he was playing phenomenal football. A game against Indiana, not so much. The feel of that game, guys, was not that good at all. Even when Fields was playing well, putting up monster numbers, and everyone's saying, ooh, look at that completion percentage. And I'm one of the people that was saying, ooh, look at that completion percentage in a snapshot. When you look at the totality of the picture throughout the entire year of the way that Justin Fields has played, there were certain things that he had not done that elite quarterbacks do. No matter what level it is, no matter if you're a high school quarterback, 
a collegiate quarterback, professional quarterback, it does not matter. Elite quarterbacks have certain trends, have certain things that are a part of their game, and in doing and in having them be a part of their game, it allows them to be the best that they can be. One thing I had been calling for, I had called for a lot. <laughs> One thing I'd been saying for a while was Justin Fields needs to throw the ball away. Now, there's also awareness. When you throw the ball away, and when you don't throw the ball away a lot, sometimes you'll get a, uh, not roughing the passer, my goodness, uh, intentional grounding penalty. I, my mind, there's a lot of my mind right now. Intentional grounding penalty. Now, the one that he had, he was dropping back, going right to left on your screen. The offense was moving that way on the field. Threw it to the left. There was nobody in the vicinity. Maybe it was a broken play. Maybe he just didn't know where he was throwing the ball. But all in all, at the end of the day, the flag was thrown. Intentional grounding. Justin Fields uh, lost a down. Blah, 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 blah. But Justin Fields was able to deal with some things, move around in the pocket, utilize his legs in the running game. I mean, think about him and how I talked about it earlier, but not in a not in depth. When you're a when you're a left guard, you have certain responsibilities. Speaking of Harry Miller at this point in time, when you're a left guard, you have certain responsibilities. One of them is not controlling and making sure everybody on the old line is doing their job and knows their assignment. That is not your job. So for Harry Miller to move from left guard, where he had played all four games previously before the Sparty game this past Saturday, and then move to the center position, he's like, okay, cool. I got to know my job. But now I got to know tackle to tackle. With three new guys here with me, I got to keep everybody on the same page. So he has Harry Miller there in front of him, a new center. There's going to be some uh, uh, under the center, regular snaps. There's going to be some shotgun snaps, some pistol snaps. And Harry Miller's used to A. Hand to the ground, get off, no ball in my hand, let's go. Let's pull around, let's block my man, uh, let's step around, whatever I got to do, let's double team, whatever I got to do to move this ball and to do things consistently, let's do that thing very, very well. Hey, that's what, he, that's what he's called to do. Well, Justin Fields had a new center, and it didn't take very long to realize the very first snap of the game, placement up, maybe be, it might may have been different than where Fields was used to, but the velocity and how quick that ball got to him seemed like it got there a little bit quicker or a different rate than what he is used to so fields not just first player of the game but over and over and over there were times early on even going throughout the game that the, the quarterback center exchange was a little iffy in the shotgun setting what did fields do he improvised utilized his legs properly they had they had a lot of read option runs where he was running the ball um, a lot of rpo stuff which I have been saying for a very long time, forget this handoff right to, to Master Tigre Trey Sermon. Let's get the quarterback in the rushing game. Nobody got nervous when Michael Vick ran the ball. He killed it. Nobody really got nervous when Tebow ran the ball. He killed it. Nobody really got nervous when Johnny Manziel got, maybe if you're the opposition, when Johnny Manziel ran the ball. He just did it. And Justin Fields is an elite quarterback all four of these guys that I mentioned have different skill sets, but they all utilize their legs at a very, very, very high level. Justin feels the same way. Him utilizing his legs this past Saturday opened up so much for him in the passing game. It really, truly opened up a lot for Trey Sermon when he got his first trip to the end zone this past week. And man, talking about being happy. Oh my goodness, fifth game of the year. You transferred to Ohio State. You come from Oklahoma where you played very, very well, had high expectations for you as a transfer and bam, here we go. He has to come back with what has happened 
uh, this year, uh, just not really getting to pay dirt until the fifth game of the year, which is almost the last game of the regular season. Love what I'm seeing from, love what I saw from Fields utilizing his legs, allowing for other people to you be featured in this game and allowing throwing the ball away to live to see another day. Utilize his legs properly, rolling out and moving around in the pocket. There was a different style of plays called that allowed Fields to be a better quarterback. Expect more of that this weekend, Big Ten Championship weekend, and in the playoff as well. I'm not trying to be uh, prophetic or to speak things into, into, into existence, but my gut tells me that the Buckeyes will be in the playoff at the end of the year. Let's step away one quick moment. When we come back, your boy has a word for that team up north. Are you a person that is looking for something to help you get through the day? A protein bar in a sense that you're searching, you're searching, you're searching. You find one, it tastes good, but the macros are trash. You find one, it has macros right, but it doesn't taste right. Well, your look is over. Built Bar has exactly what you're looking for. It tastes good, and the macros hit every time. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. It'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. And with a purchase at BuiltBar.com, you will get a free cooler. Those are only available while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day And this is the week that you and I have been waiting for all season long. Normally it comes the weekend of Thanksgiving. You get the Ohio State game versus that team up north. You get the Iron Bowl and you get other great college football rivalries on the same day. Actually over a three-day span. It's college football, college football, and more of the biggest matchups in college football. 2020, different year. Have a season looks different, have cancellations, which I can't remember ever happening before. And we also get a team in the team up north that recently canceled their game, has this game up in limbo. If they were good, I don't believe they would even contemplate canceling the game. But because they are not, can't a cancellation has been rumored and has been out there and... It's something that I would not like to happen. Now, I know there are, there are things outside of my control, but at the same time, you got to play the games. The kids on the teams want to play games. The pl- the parents want to see the kids play the games. I know that only go, you, you have to take that for, as a grain of salt, but everybody wants to play. And I believe if they can, if they can, following Big Ten protocols, However you feel about the Big Ten right now, if the kids can play following the Big Ten protocols, they should play. And in a rivalry matchup in a year such as 2020, this could bring a lot of fuel to the fire. This could uh, allow you to play the best football that you have played all year long. Early in the year, I made a comment, probably in regards to the playoff, and people asking, will the Buckeyes make the playoff, or what, what, what will happen, or they're not, they may not play enough, enough games, and what will the committee do? And I made a comment such as this. People always remember the last thing that you do, the last thing that you say. Also, I know recently I made a comment about the sandwich me- method when, when uh, providing um, criticism to someone. 
and you ask them and or you come up to them and you say, hey, here's something nice. Try to sweeten them up. And then you hit them right where you need to hit them. And you say whatever you had to say to criticize them or maybe you're upset with them about something and you hit that right in the middle. And at the end, before you leave them, you hit them with something nice, almost like a dessert, almost like something that will uh, keep their mouth kind of watering and put a smile on their face. Say, hey, man, that, that was cool, man. We'll talk again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget what you just said earlier about you saying that I'm a, I'm a horrible free throw shooter and my free throw percentage is 45% and I should be shooting 85%, but I'm shooting bad. I got things in my head and... Yeah, 45% is horrible. It's atrocious. Shooting like Shaq. Yeah, no, 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 no. You got to be better than that. But when you left me with that good thing, that good thing that I like to hear, yeah, I completely forgotten spaced what it is that you criticized me with. And I said with the Buckeyes and the playoff that people are going to remember the way that you play at the end of the season, especially with the committee being full of human beings. If you play well, if you play at a high level, if you dominate at the end of the season, your destiny or your your spot in the playoff, it's yours. It's yours. You hold that prestigious program in Ohio State, one of the top four programs all time in college football. That's yours for the taking. That's yours. It's handed to you. All you have to do is play very well and play the way that you know you can play. 52-12 to 12 against Sparty, a trip to East Lansing. Game this upcoming weekend that I believe needs to be played now. If the Big Ten cannot play, the game gets canceled early enough and they cancel the game early enough, there's a good shot. I, I don't know how good it is. I would, I would, excuse me, I would hope that the Big Ten would say, hey, um, we want everybody to play. If you can't play and there's another an team that can't play, let's match you up. Let's get you guys to play. Yeah, I know short notice, but we're trying to play as many games as possible. Let's do what we didn't do early in the season. Let's adjust like other leagues have and allow for teams to play on short notice. Let's do that thing, especially coming off of the BYU Coastal Carolina. Oh, let's put this thing together two days before the game's supposed to be kicked off. The game's supposed to be played. Let's do it. The Big Ten with that in mind, I know the Big Ten does their own thing and they have the entire year, but the Big Ten also knows at some point they cannot be the, 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 the league that everybody keeps laughing at and saying, hmm, they're doing it bad. They're embarrassing themselves. Let's, let's keep doing it. Let's keep embarrassing ourselves no matter what else is going on. Recruiting is very key here as well. Now, I know with your uh, school like Ohio State, you're going to get top recruits, but if you're a guy that is questioning going to an Auburn or a school like uh, that team of North, team up north, and you're saying, well, the team up north didn't play that many games. Auburn did. Auburn played more. The SEC handled it better. Let me go to the SEC school, Auburn school. I'll be on TV more. I'll have bigger chances. My name, my, my name, image, and likeness. By that time, I can make more money on myself. These are the things that can happen. And for the team up north this weekend, this game is going to be scary. Can't no, excuse me. I won't say and is. This game can be scary. Very. Very scary. Not only will the Buckeyes come out and try to put 100 on them, like Ryan Day said he would do before the season started, but I believe this team is truly taking every single game and saying, this is a statement game. This is a game for us to show the world, the college football world, how good we are. Forget everything else that happened early in the year. We all know, like the sandwich method, in the middle, even though the Buckeyes beat the Hoosiers, that was not their best game of the year by no stretch of the by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. It was not their worst. It was easily their worst. They could have played a whole lot better. And the Buckeyes have a good start, bad in the middle, 
Pick it up against Sparty, the Wolverines on Saturday, Big Ten Championship. You're in the, you're in the playoff, and you're not only going to be you're not only going to have your spot in the playoffs cemented. You're going to show everybody else around the country and the other three teams that are in the playoff that regardless of what has happened before that, y'all better be ready for what's about to happen to you because if you're not ready, embarrassment may happen on the field when the Buckeyes play you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back and enjoying another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. Remember, guys, five-star reviews, five-star reviews. Fill up the review section on Apple with five-star reviews. As always, you can also listen to Locked on Buckeyes five days a week, every Monday through Friday on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio, just to name a few places that you can listen to and enjoy Locked on Buckeyes and stay up to date with what's going on with your Ohio State football and basketball teams. Come back tomorrow. We will look some more at the film of the Buckeyes and how they played and talk just a little bit about the Buckeyes matchup against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish on the hardwood.